Welcome to Yoga Wisdom, questions about how to live your yoga in daily life, answered by Integral Yoga founder, Sri Swami Satchidananda. There is another thing behind. Remember, meditation is more or less the final practice in the yogic ladder. Patanjali brings different steps. Ashtanga Yoga, eight steps. The eighth step is an experience. We are not doing anything with that. But the other seven starts with day-to-day life, thinking, handling your day-to-day life. Yama and Niyama. Then the asana, physical postures. Pranayama, breathing techniques. Pratyahara, daily keeping a control over your senses. Dharana, trying to fix the mind on one thing at a time. If it goes, bring it back. When you do all these things, then the seventh is what you call meditation. That means preparation for meditation itself is very important. Without any of these preparations, meditation will be a constant fight, a struggle. So, if other thoughts come and interfere in your meditation, you should wonder where are they coming from? And why are they coming from in your day-to-day life? You have a lot of anxieties, engagements, appointments. Lot of interest in everything, little, little things. So, they all come with you. You have not disposed it or you have not have risen above those things. Our anxieties, worries and fears in our daily life will create these images in our meditation. That's why in the Yama Niyama they say, keep, keep a balanced mind. Don't be avarish, don't be greedy. Love everybody equally. Don't be selfish. Whatever you do, do it in the name of God. Ishwara Pranidhana. The moment we think of yoga, immediately we want to stand up on the head or do some breathing and that's all yoga. No. Even if you don't do any of those things, let your normal life be anxiety-free. Free from selfishness. 
person who leads a selfless life need not even meditate because the life itself becomes a meditation the mind never gets agitated over anything the mind is always calm the mind is not calm because you are not practicing meditation <laughs> the mind is not calm because of your anxieties and worries so a balanced life contented life that's where sometimes we use the devotional approach well we leave it to god it's all god when god wants to give me something he'll give me and god wants to take away something he will take away i just do my part if i do just my part of dharma whatever is due to me will come if something is not due to me it won't come so sort of balanced contented life then your mind remains peaceful at all times when your mind remains peaceful you are in meditation because the purpose of meditation is to make the mind calm so every action should be done in such a way that it does not disturb your peace that is the point to be noted whatever you do in your life before even you begin to do ask a question will this disturb my mind if the answer is yes don't do it or you are doing it with a wrong attitude change your attitude anything building a temple looks like oh nice thing spiritual selfless he is building a temple but in the process of building a temple if your mind gets agitated seem to be losing its peace sit back and question why am i disturbing my peace in building a temple what is the reason then in the background you will realize that you are building it not for god but for your name you are building it so people can praise you oh he built a nice temple there is a selfish attitude behind once that is eliminated well well i'm just doing it for god god probably wanted me prompted me to do i'm doing it if it is god's work and if it's god's will help will come from wherever it is if it doesn't come it doesn't matter i have a little hut to sleep god can get drenched in the rain because we think we are building a nice place to god so that he can be comfortable for rain and sun no that's why we put our interest in things and naturally that will never keep our mind peaceful 
So unless our daily life is free from this anxieties, worries and selfish interest, it's impossible to focus the mind and meditate on anything. So that means learning to meditate is a continuous process, a constant practice from morning till evening, even during sleep. It's not just a couple of times, three times, four times, only when you go to the shrine. No. Even in your office, do it as a meditation. In your service, do it as a meditation. When a doctor treats a patient as a service, as a meditation, as a worship to God, he will always achieve success. His hand will never shake. So that is how we spiritualize our entire life. And that's what you call meditation in action. As the Bhagavad Gita says, Krishna asks Arjuna, do everything in my name. Manmanabhava, Madhbhakta, Madhyaji, Mam Namaskuru. Whatever you do, do it in my name. Not for your sake, not in your name. Then you don't have to worry about anything. You are already in a meditative state, in a yogic state. And when you are in that state, you are in me. I am in you. Well, probably with this introduction, I will go to the questions. Will you be kind to suggest a few helpful hints to make our formal meditation practices better and more effective? Well, that's what I have been saying. Formal meditation practice should become informal. Meditation practice alone, what you call meditation is not meditation at all. Preparation for meditation is most important. Is there not a saying, well, begin is half done? We don't begin well. We don't take care of the cause that disturbs the mind. And we want our little time in meditation to calm everything immediately. No. At the same time, yes, there are certain methods in preparing you for meditation. At least when you go to sit for meditation, temporarily keep all the worldly problems locked outside. Keep a separate room if you can, or at least a separate corner, even curtain. Keep that place free from worldly problems. Charge that area only with meditative thoughts. 
And before you go there, as a way of leaving everything, day-to-day problems outside, change your dress, have a bath. Even when you go to sleep, you don't go with your suit, boot, hat. Huh? You have a sleeping dress. When you want to play tennis, you have a tennis suit. For everything, there is a dress. Likewise, for meditation, there should be a dress. You should use it only for meditation. Because even your dress can carry your worldly vibrations. So take a thorough bath. If you, if you can't afford to wash it every day, put it aside. Let them wait for you to catch you afterwards when you come out of the room. Change the dress. Loose, simple, clean. Go in. Even the seat should be clean. A clean towel. On a slightly raised platform. A nice, beautiful altar. The moment you go in, your thought form should be changed. That nothing worldly to think there. It should not remind your business problems, family problems, and things like that. That's why you decorate the place beautifully with nice statues, nice pictures. Burn some incense so you can be incense. Hmm? So that even the odor, huh? our kitchen odor will not come in. Otherwise, you will sit there. Something is burning in the kitchen. Huh? <laughs> hmm? You will be meditating on that. Huh? And if, if possible, it could be even totally noise proof, sound proof. Hmm? Or plug your ears. These, some of these little preparations help you a lot eh? to calm the mind, to focus the mind on what you are doing. You cannot just simply run from your business, take off the shoe and go there, sit and immediately meditate. No. And then there is another important process in meditation. It's called sankalpa. That means when you go and sit there, you don't just simply sit there and begin to repeat your prayer. Pray. The Hindus have a wonderful God for that purpose. Ganesh. Vigneshwara. He says, Lord Vigneshwara, Please make sure that I don't have any problems, any impediments in this practice. Protect me from that. And you think of the person who helped you in teaching you how to meditate. Person who gave you the mantra, be thankful. May I have all your blessings for my achievement in this. For the Ganesh and Guru are worshipped first. And then when you sit there, make a sankalpa. I am sitting here to meditate. My Mr. Mind, listen carefully. I don't want you to be creating any problem at all. 
I know the moment I sit, he will create a little pain in my hip or ankle or thigh. Or the seat is uncomfortable. All kinds of problems you will create. If there is anything, tell me right away. I will try to change. Not after I begin meditation. If you complain after my beginning of meditation, I am not going to listen to you. Even if the ankle is going to break into pieces, I am not going to listen to you until I finish my meditation. That kind of dynamic, strong determination, some kalpa should be there. And that alone will carry you a long way in your meditation. And then again, begin to sit there and clean everything, decorate everything. That your mind will be involved in cleaning, decorating. Slowly you are bringing the mind into the shrine room to do things. Have some nice garlands, malas, dress, whatever. If you have a deity, statue. Involve yourself in, in that service a little. Then, if you have some prayers, say some prayers with meaning in mind. Not just prayer without even knowing the meaning or without even thinking of the meaning. Let your prayer be meaningful for you. Then after the prayer, the mind comes more indrawn. Then you begin to, if you can, do some archana. Variety of names of God. And then pick up your mantra. Then repeat the mantra alone. So from slowly from outer surrounding, it's coming closer. In, 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 and into the mantra only. You are narrowing it down gently, slowly. And then stay there. And even while repeating the mantra, if mind gets disturbed, start repeating loud. Then at the end of the mantra, if you have any problems, then appeal to God. God, these are some of my problems. Please, with your help, let me Remove those problems from my life. Help me. I need your help. An application. Nothing wrong in it. But let that application be always for your benefit and for others' benefit. Not for material things. Your peace of mind and others' peace of mind. Then pray to the world peace. Vishwasanti. Repeat some Shanti slokas. May the entire universe be filled with peace and joy, love and light. Then sit quietly doing nothing for a little while. Don't jump up immediately. Let the whole thing sink into your system. 
and then slowly as if you have you are waking up from a deep sleep slowly get up move a little stretch your legs get up and bow down and walk out to the place if one can do it regularly he or she can reap tremendous benefit in life much of our physical mental problems would be gone people still don't know the greatness and the importance of meditation nothing is impossible to achieve by proper meditation we run for every little thing we never miss other things but for meditation oh all kinds of excuses and that's how the mind tricks you because in meditation you want to be the boss whereas the mind wants to be your boss it creates all kinds of problems they are all very reasonable oh don't you know that you work till midnight <laughs> how can you get up now you need eight hours sleep oh yes <laughs> the mind will bring all kinds of real <laughs> don't give in for those excuses you ascertain that you are the boss thanks for listening to this integral yoga multimedia podcast we hope you'll subscribe for more information on shri swami sachidananda and integral yoga please visit us online at integralyoga.org